You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number 11. Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope you are all doing wonderful. I learned a very important lesson last week that it is supposed to be wealthy Muslim woman, not the wealthy Muslim woman. That's not the grammatically correct title. So thank you for pointing that out, Ben. I appreciate it. Let's continue our discussion of investing for this week. And who else to learn about investing from than Benjamin Graham? Benjamin Graham was one of Warren Buffett's mentors. He wrote a book called The Intelligent Investor. That book has been all-time favorite. It's been around since it was published and all the investors all the people in finance love it and that's known as the finances bible he published the book in 1949 and warren buffet read that book and he wanted to go and study with benjamin graham right away benjamin graham was teaching at columbia university at the time so of course warren buffet went and enrolled there and tried to learn as many secrets as he could. So he was one of his mentors. The book is all about value investing. He teaches you how to invest without getting your emotions involved. The points that he makes are that the market is either over-optimistic or over-optimistic. The market doesn't always tell you what the good price is for any of the companies. The market will either hype up things, saying this is the best thing out there and you should pay a higher price than it's worth, or it'll try to sell a very valuable thing at a very low price because the market by itself doesn't understand what the value should be. So in the market, in the stock market, the price of a stock or the price of a company does not equal value. His teachings are all based on value investing. Investment is defined as one which upon thorough analysis promises safety of principle and an adequate return. The key word is adequate, not extraordinary return. And you have to do a thorough analysis of the market and your principle should be safe. Those are the key things that an investment should have. He says the opposite of that is speculative. So you're not really investing if you are not paying attention to the financial analysis of a company and you are not looking at the safety of your principal and if you are expecting some sort of extraordinary return, then that is being speculative, not being an investor. Stock market history is also not considered supra-relevant to what the future may hold. So his take was that it is a big mistake to make future market decisions based on what the past has shown. Warren Buffett has a favorite quote. It says, if past history was all there was to the game, then the richest people would be librarians. Benjamin Graham says that there are two types of investors. One is defensive investor. These investors are interested in safety plus freedom from worry. This is emotionally demanding because you have emotional detachment from the market panics. 
So in, even back in the days when the internet was not there, the they had newspapers and other sort of um, information coming in. Now, basically at the tip of our fingers, we have the world information available to us. And every company will be sending you information on what is happening on the Wall Street and which prices are going up and which prices are dropping. And an intelligent investor does not play into the hype. They are emotionally detached from whatever is happening in the world or whatever is happening in the market currently. The other type of investor is an enterprising investor or an active investor. As an active investor, you put lots of time and effort, and this is both physically and mentally demanding. You are able to put in a lot of hours during the day or during the week and you are doing thorough analysis and you are making decisions based on that. Benjamin Graham defined some principles for both defensive investors and active investors. For defensive investor, he says that the risk of appetite does not equal age. A couple of episodes ago, I mentioned one of the rules that I had read in a book that how much should you have in the stock market? And that rule said 100, 100 minus age is what should be in the stock market and the rest would be in the safer investments such as bonds. Benjamin Graham taught that age does not have, age is not relevant to this. His take was that it should be more on what the circumstances are. So how many people you have depending on you, how much can you afford to lose? He stated that everyone should have 25% in bonds. This was to as a form of encouragement for you to keep your money in the, in the stock market even when the market was low. Another big point for investment was to diversify and he says that if you set up a defensive portfolio then if you are spending more than if you are trading more than two times a year or spending more than two hours per month on your total investment then you are doing something wrong this is very passive investment you are not trading frequently and you are not putting in a lot of time, reading up and looking at the Wall Street. Now, should you invest only two times a year? So things, some of the things have changed, especially if you're getting paid every two weeks, every month. And when the commissions have gone down where you can keep investing money every month with zero commissions or zero fees, then you can you can trade more often you can buy the same of what you have and as you're earning you're you're saving your 10% a month then you are putting that back into the market with no commissions now if there is a high trading fee for your investment then yes you may want to delay and have less less trades in a year but the main takeaway from this ruling is that you are not obsessed about the price if it's going up or if it's going down you are emotionally detached and you are you have everything on autopilot and you are not worried about what may happen next hour or tomorrow some lessons for the active investors are that you avoid day trading or options trading that involves too much risk 
IPO, the initial public offering price is usually overpriced. Look at junk bonds with skepticism and take extreme caution with foreign bonds. And look at the annual operating expenses. They should not be more than 1.25%. And a great company does not necessarily mean that it is a great investment if you overpay for it. So an investor is somebody who acquires suitable securities at a good price and a speculative is anticipating profit from market fluctuations. Now, how do you assess if a certain company is a good value or if certain stock is correctly priced, underpriced, or overpriced? He had some guidelines in his book, and especially for active investors, the guideline says that you should look at the current assets the company has, and they should be at least 1.5% of current liabilities. The outstanding debt should not be greater than 110% of the net assets. There should be no deficits in the last five years. And you should always look at the dividends record and you should look at the growth of the company and the price should be less than 120% of the net tangible assets. Now, as we discussed, for all the companies that are publicly traded, all their financial statements are available to everyone for their own analysis to see if certain company is a good option to purchase into. Now, if you do not have time to look into all these things or you do not have the will to go and analyze the statements of each company before you are investing, does that mean you should stay out of the stock market? Well, no. So there are two ways of investing in the stock market. One is buying individual companies. So you just want to purchase Google. You just want to purchase Amazon. You just want to purchase Facebook. Then you should go through all those steps and see if the current price that's on the market is a good value for that company or if that's an overpriced for right now based on what you think the future, future may hold for that company. But the other ways of investing in the stock market is through mutual funds. Benjamin Graham was very pessimistic about mutual funds in the beginning, but later he became a big fan. And Warren Buffet also really recommends mutual funds for the average layperson. Warren Buffet says that most investors, both individual and institutional will find that the best way to own common stock is through an index fund that charges minimal fees. Mutual funds is something that we've discussed before. Basically, it's a composition of different individual companies. So the S&P 500 mutual fund will have the top 500 companies in the U.S. That's what it's composed of. Then there is another mutual fund that's called the total U.S. stock market. So basically every single company that trades on the stock market is part of that mutual fund. There's also 
total foreign company stock funds, so all the foreign companies, that's where the money is invested. Then there are also now real estate mutual funds where they only invest in real estate. There are many, many different forms of mutual funds out there, and that's the best way to diversify your income. How do you know if a mutual fund is a good choice? Then there are a couple things to look at. For a good mutual fund, usually the managers are the biggest stockholders. They are cheap to trade at. The expense ratio should be very low. There are expense ratios that are 0.03%. If you are paying anything around 0.7%, then that is too much. Then also good mutual funds do not take everyone. They shut their doors once they have enough investors and they usually do not advertise. One of the best mutual fund company that was established in 1974 is Vanguard. It was set up by John Bogle and he also has amazing books on investing that we will talk about later. Uh, but Vanguard is one of the biggest mutual fund companies in the U.S. And they have amazing mutual funds at really, really low fees. So again, to assess a mutual fund, you look at its expense ratio, you look at the risk involved, you look at the manager's reputation, and you look at the past performance of that mutual fund. Inshallah, we'll continue discussing more about how to invest your money and what other forms of investment are out there. But the most important thing is that you are paying attention to what you are doing with your money. All these concepts mean nothing if you are not actually implementing them. Remember, money does make the world go around. We spend all our lives trying to earn money. We spend our lives worrying about money and then we spend most of our lives spending money now life is a journey just like you would be planning any sort of vacation you need to decide where you want to go what kind of wealth do you want to acquire for yourself and for your family so you need to have that vision in your mind and then you need to start planning how you will get there and how long will it take you to get there and what will be the cost of getting there will you have to spend some extra time on a weekly basis doing a budget so you know where your money is going on a weekly or a monthly basis is that one of the cost and then of course the cost where cost of time where you are spending working for another farm if you are employed or if you have a vision of starting your own business what will be the costs involved in that so all these are the things that you need to start planning and doing emotions are the biggest drivers of our lives we need to learn how to manage our emotions as i have previously mentioned even with finance 80 percent is emotions and only 20 percent is knowledge Learning how to buy a stock or learning how to invest in a mutual fund, 
that's not the hard part. That's very easy. And you can set everything on autopilot. It's learning how to manage your emotions around it where you are sacrificing some of your spending that you are not enjoying anyway and you are getting guilt from purchasing. It's learning to manage your emotions around those factors that is the most important factors in our life. The underlying goal is that your spending should be less than your income. Always pay yourself first, always save, and then invest your savings. All right, inshallah, I'll talk to you guys again next week. Until then, bye.